What do witches get when their shoes are too tight? Candy corns. Echo, tell me another joke. Why did the French fries cross the road? I don't know. How come? They were trying to catch up to the chicken. Oh, that's again. Echo, tell me another joke. What's the difference between a wizard and a spelling bee contestant? Hmm, I don't know. One conjures spells, and the other spells conjures. I, I don't even get that. <laughs> if you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was, was a bit of, a, you know, a, a clown. Your show was better when you had medical questions. Hey! I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease, so I'm paging Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve! It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve, with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical practitioner who gives me street cred with the wacko alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. And uh, back from sabbatical, the lady who will uh, do anything for a bottle of expensive wine, it's Lady Diagnosis. Hello, Lady Diagnosis. Hey, Dr. Steve. And Stacy DeLarge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you have a question, you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider. If you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347. Take it, Stacy. Very good. Follow us on Twitter, at Weird Medicine, or at Lady Diagnosis, and at Dr. Scott WM. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcast medical news and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on the show without talking over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, practical nurse, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, registered dietitian, or whatever. Um, check out, I, I got an email from uh, the guy that makes the flatest flutes, and he hadn't sold any in a while, so I told him I'd give him a plug. He still, <laughs> he, he still has to stay, no, oh, no pun intended. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, I need some suction after that. Yeah, um, so I, I said I would promote his product, and it's uh, go to flatestflute.com. And it is hilarious. It's a, just a whistling butt plug. And it has the likeness of your old pal on there, done by our friend, uh, son of Fritz, who we haven't heard from in quite some time. And I uh, kind of miss hearing from old yeah. Chris. But he's a great artist. He has sort of a Ren and Stimpy vibe. And uh, there's a picture of uh, Harry, but, you know, uh, Harry, the posterior of a person. And it's farting out musical notes, 
into my face and I've got a big grin like it's the greatest thing in the world. So if you just want it just for that, it's the stupidest damn thing. Just the boxes. com. Yeah, the thing itself, don't use it for anything. It's a novelty. Don't actually do it. Um, okay. Check out Dr. Scott's website. It's simply herbals.net. Uh, check out stuff.drsteve.com for all your shopping needs. And wine. Right, we're, we're back with the wine club. Lady Diagnosis, Ooh. you need to check this out. Oh, yes. It's wine.drsteve.com. What it is is it's naked wines. And uh, this is one of these. It's kind of a subscription service. But I'm not a fan of subscription services, but I love this one because I put a little bit in toward the independent winemakers um, and um, vintners, I guess would be the proper word. And I and I put a little bit of money in. And then when I need wine, I go plate to place an order. And a lot of times they'll give you a couple of bottles. Uh, just for the hell of it, and if it's your birthday, you get a they'll throw a nice bottle of wine in there, and uh, I get you get a huge discount. Plus, you put all this money in. Well, you get it all back when you order. And so, like this last time I ordered, I think I paid forty bucks for a case of wine, and I didn't get cheap wine. So uh, it's really a great thing. Check it out if you like wine. It's kind of a fun way to to do it, and you're really helping out independent vintners. And it's I'm called definitely going to do that. Naked Wines, but go go there by going to wine.drsteve.com. And not W-I-H-I-N-E. That's what we're going to be doing in a couple of minutes when we get to the whole <laughs> Stacy thing. But anyway, and then if you want to lose weight, go to noom, noom.drsteve.com. It's an app, psychology app. You... Um, get a counselor and you get a logging system it'll track your weight and it's as i said it's not a diet it's a it's a psychology program that will help you in other realms of your life as well but it will help you primarily lose weight and change your relationship with food it really helped me a lot i was becoming a big fatso and i'm uh you know stayed down at this weight for years now thanks to noom Anyway, and then Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. You guys got anything else to plug? No? No. Nope. Nope. I got nothing. I'd say that's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, folks, what y'all been doing? <laughs> you have anything good to talk about lately? <laughs> a little bit of controversy, not a whole, whole lot. But we've had, um, so for those who don't know what the hell I'm talking about, um, Stacy told the story about how. Well, you want to just tell the story. You just you want to just give us the Reader's Digest version, and then I want to get the context because part of this has to do with context. Now I know Tacy said you know on the podcast that there's no room for nuance in this, but I you know she and I. I wish I I was the way that she is. She is. If you look at the Myers Briggs, you ever done a Myers Briggs analysis? You get these four letters. She is an I-N-S-T, and I am an E-N-F-P. And so what that means is I'm the sort of person that can, to my detriment, sees all sides of every story. And so when she and I are trying to decide on something, I wish she were here, um, you know, she's like, I'm on a pool. And I'm like, well, we could do a pool. We could do this. We could do that. And she's like, oh, my God, you know, you're arguing with me. And it's like, no, 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 no. 
you just want a pool and I want to explore every option about how we're going to do the pool and all this stuff. We'll, we'll get to a pool, but, you know, and it drives her crazy. And But I wish sometimes I was just more like her where I could say, okay, this is right, this is wrong. She sees things more in black and white. This is right, this is wrong kind of stuff. And uh, I always tend to see things as, well, you know, what's the person's motivation? What's the context? All that kind of stuff. And um, and anyway, so anyway, so yeah, tell people the story and then we will, I want to know, I, there's a couple of contextual questions that I have for you. Okay. But just real quick. Real quick, I was, the reason I did what I did. Okay, well, nobody knows what you did. Okay. Yeah, I assume nobody knows what you okay. did. That's and then we'll talk about the reason why you did. Okay. What I did was I went to one of the major pharmaceutical chain stores, made an appointment to go get a Johnson & Johnson single shot so, dose. Single, single dose vaccine, yep. Walked in there with a full plan, worked out in my head. I had a water bottle that was halfway full and a brand new $100 bill folded up in my pocket. Okay. And I go walking in there and kind of ex-law enforcement, so I'm scoping everything out. Mm -hmm. I realized real quick this is not going to be as near as difficult as I thought it was going to be because the young lady they send back there is probably like 25 years old, making maybe $12 an hour. Mm. She's going to come back here and stab me. So she walks back there with a little tray. She sets it down. I picked up the needle. I said, hey, so is this the magical wand here? And I pulled the cap off, stuck it in my water bottle, injected it in my water bottle, put the cap back on it, put it in the red dispensary, pulled the $100 bill out of my pocket, set it down in front of her, said, I think I need that card. She gave me the card. Hmm. I said, thank you very much, and I left. Okay. The, re- the reason behind the card. Yeah, there you go. Okay, is so tell us why. Because tell of us the context. I had a job offer to go do a subcontract work without giving away, because it was a military job, yeah, 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 so, yeah. so there's a lot of stuff not going to be said about Nobody wants to. It's, a, it's an offer to go to the South Pacific that was going to pay me right at $50,000 for 30 days worth of work. Okay. I'm yeah. landing in Hawaii. I'm stepping off the plane. I am walking to a military base. Yeah, I'm in. I'm spending there for three days in quarantine, <laughs> getting ready. Then we're flying. Then there's going to be 32 of us fly off to this island. Okay. There's one plane a month. My day rate is very, very impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, it was going to pay me right. But that were one of the few. And it was a rare ham radio location too, without yeah. giving anything away. But, so it would have been cool for you to trans, you know, to transmit ham radio. From yeah. There well, too. it was actually going to be three days worth of work. Oh I'm sure God. that was on his list. It was. No, it was I, I, totally I had already, on his we, we, radio. Yeah, we already worked out the deal and everything. No, yeah. But the thing was, is I'm there's one plane a month. Mm-hmm. My day rate is from the time I leave yeah, yeah. the U.S. states until I get back to where my pickup truck is at. Okay. And it was going to pay me right at $50,000, and I, but I had to have the card in my possession. Now, let me... Okay, so... so I, I understand the financial thing and all that stuff. Now, let me ask you, did, did did this happen before or after you actually got COVID? A week before. So it was a so the week before. So if it were after and you said, "Look, I'm I'm completely no danger to anybody because I've got the antibodies, I've already had it and all that stuff." I get it when it's before. The issue I have, this let me tell you the issue that I have with this is um, I understand the motivation for people avoiding the vaccine. I do understand it. You know, I'm not uh, just a, a 
namby-pamby pro-vaccine guy, nor am I an anti-vaxxer. I like to use some logic and, and some uh, knowledge. And like, for example, I'm not a fan of the chickenpox vaccine. Chickenpox rarely hurts kids. I'm not going to say it never does. Right. But it rarely hurts kids. And now we have a group of people who have not had a booster shot that if they uh, if their immunity wanes, which we do not know if it will or not, you have a population of 20 something year olds now who are getting pregnant. And what happens if they get chicken pox? You know, the, nobody knows. Nobody can answer this. So you're taking a, a, you're. You're vaccinating people for something that is just a lifestyle kind of inconvenience for kids, and you are pushing it further into adulthood where it can actually hurt them. Okay. Right? So I am not a fan of that vaccine till they can show me that there's lifelong immunity after getting the vaccine or that you have to get a booster and people are actually getting the booster, which they won't. Right. So I have issues with that. So I, I just those are my bona fides as far as not being just some, you know, Oh, big pharma pro vax guy, you know. So, uh, so, but these are these are my issues. Uh, uh, number one, you put that twenty-year-old person in a position where they, if they had any principles, maybe they don't, but they had to compromise their principles to do this. Because you are ex-law enforcement, you're kind of an intimidating guy. Yes, I enjoy that. And yeah, and you enjoy that. And then, you know, you plop down a hundred bucks and so she sold out her principles for a hundred bucks. Now, maybe she doesn't have any and she's totally fine with it. There is the other side of it that maybe she's still like worried about it. You know that oh God, you know that guy. You know, uh, you know I shouldn't have done He's that. He's gonna get me fired. Yeah, that kind of stuff. So that's yeah. one thing. That's, that's one the reason thing. she was the target because I wasn't the first one that that happened with her. Oh, is that right? Okay, now I you didn't tell us right. because the you didn't tell thickens. us this. Right. Thickens, yeah. So you knew I, I'm not the first person that that had happened with. Low hanging. That's the reason time. why I'm not telling you what story you know, no, was no, no, or no, where no, it was no. or anything no. else. We don't want to know that. So she was already corrupt. So you didn't corrupt somebody. Nope. She was already known to be this She way. was on the list. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you exploited her. <laughs> Low hanging. No, but, she was paid you, for a job. Okay. <laughs> but you didn't corrupt her. Okay, so I feel a little better about that. The other thing is, is just the... Um, now you're willing to, because at that point you didn't know you had already been exposed to COVID and you were going to get it next week, that you were willing to, you know, go to a, on a military thing and, ex, you know, potentially expose right. people using a phony vaccine card. It wasn't phony. <laughs> it's a real card. Well, how'd you explain getting COVID the next week? Oh, well, you can get COVID if you'd got vaccinated the week before. That's not, that's they, not They actually that's told unusual. me, because I've had three COVID tests that were positive and I finally got one that was negative, and when they gave me the... I got the one that's negative. They told me I had to wait 90 days in case I wanted to get a vaccine. Yeah. But the thing is, is now I'm, I walk up, I shake people's hands and everything else because yeah, yeah. I'm trying to, I've yep. no, I've no, I've had three former employees. All three have been vaccinated. All three of them have tested positive yeah. in the last two weeks. Yeah. But all three of them have told me, you know, it's really not that big of a deal. The first day was a little uncomfortable. but Because they were vaccinated. Right. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is don't I have natural immunity? Yes, you do. So why don't I go ahead and try to get it again so my body recognizes it? A <laughs> Delta variant or saying. a right, Bubba right, right. Joe variant or a European variant or well, that's whatever. Your, that's your choice. But you You're know, right. It's always been my choice. The uh, But, okay, so can we not 
and this is I caught hell from people for this. <laughs> and I'm sorry. But can we not? No, for this point, can we not exercise our choice without prevaricating about it? In other words, you know, you this you know this card that you have is a lie. Agreed. I mean, it's not. It's a real card. Yeah. But you didn't get the vaccine. No, I caught the virus. <laughs> I got God's cure afterward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you didn't know that at the time. <clears throat> But uh, I, I would prefer, and I know this is impossible, but for people who don't want to take the vaccine, which I do understand, if someone came to me and said, I'm concerned about antibody-dependent enhancement, which we've talked about on this show, right. where every once in a while the antibody that attaches to the virus actually facilitates its entry into the white blood cells. And if it can infect white blood cells, then you actually get the worse syndrome. It's happened with cats in the coronavirus trials, although they were targeting a different part of the coronavirus in those trials. Uh, but if someone came to me and said, I'm concerned about that, I understand that. But if you're not going to take it, then stand up for yourself and say, this thing isn't FDA approved, which is true. Right. I'm not taking it, and uh, you can't make me. And then you take the consequences. If enough people stand up, then there won't probably be that many consequences. But I've had other people say, well, look, if it's your job and you're going to lose it, you know, if I'm the only one that stands up, well, then I'm screwed if I don't want to take it. So I end up either having to take it against my will or I have to lie. And either way is a crappy situation. What is it like 30% of the medical staff still haven't taken it? No, that's true. It's a shockingly small uh, percentage of people uh, who haven't taken it. Now, in, in our area, the vast, vast majority of people who are vulnerable have taken it. It's like in the 80%. Right. So people over 65, people with immunocompromised condition, you know, uh, situations, and uh, people with, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Conditions that would would put them at risk for a bad outcome. Most of them have had it. So what we're seeing now is if I have a 50-year-old person on the ventilator in the hospital, uh, I'll bet you a 1000 bucks they haven't been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Now, is that to say that there aren't some people that break through? Of course, there always is. No vaccine is perfect. This one is as close to perfect as we've ever had. Uh, smallpox probably being the most perfect vaccine. Uh, measles, pretty pretty damn perfect. Polio, pretty damn perfect. But, I mean, as far as an endemic infectious disease, this one is pretty damn close to perfect because influenza, shit, dude. That one year when I got influenza, it was only 6% uh, effective. And you but, were sick, dude. Uh, well, no, I was for a day, though. Yeah. It didn't kill me, and I didn't end up in the hospital, no, which no, no. is what I was worried about when I woke up with a fever of 105 right. at age you know, 59 or whatever, however old I was. So the I still credit the vaccine from for making it so that I was sick for a day and then I got to watch four seasons of Arrow on the CW <laughs> for the next week while I was in isolation, you know? Right. <laughs> so, but anyway. Um, so, yeah, that's my, uh, you know, I see it. And, and uh, so let me ask you this. If the uh, mRNA vaccine were FDA approved, gone through the whole thing, and it was approved, would that change your opinion about it? No. Okay. And the reason is, is the way that it was rolled out. uh Uh-huh. It was rolled out that that instead of just putting the people on that developed the vaccine 
the doctors that you know the really really smart people they relied on hollywood and they had you know actors come out you must take this virus i mean this vaccine uh-huh. you must do this you know something you can just kiss my damn ass so the marketing because of the way because, they marketed it because it was i am very much a type a personality yeah lots of years in law enforcement lots of years sailing through the panama canal lots and lots of bar fights and lots of fun yeah but now I've got somebody who thinks he's a tough guy because he's an actor. Now he's going to try to intimidate me. <laughs> because that's your reason? That's because of the way it's rolled out of, you have to do this. You know something? It's my choice. I don't have to. And you can kiss my ass. Yeah. Well, that, that it, as a libertarian, I do believe it should be your choice. I, I don't now, know. if it's going to start into stuff like that, then before but you, but, but before you it yeah. gets, goes down this road, mm-hmm. and you're going to start thinking, you're going to start making everybody that doesn't agree with you force right, into right, this, right, right. then every time there's an abortion, you need to go get the list of the one, three, 15 guys that inseminated this young lady. They need to sign off or she has order or has an abortion because it's your body. It's your choice. Doesn't count anymore. Yeah. That's what they're trying to do. I don't get the with. connection between those two things, but uh, uh, that that's a whole nother, uh, no, whole nother thing. If but, I get to make, but, but I get to make the decision think, for my body. I think as a libertarian, um, I I don't like uh, governmental coercion, but there are things that we do coerce people to do. One of those is childhood vaccines. If you're going to go to public school, you have to have vaccines. If you're going to um, drive and you have your kid in your car, you have to have them in a car seat. I mean, there are th- safety things that the government does mandate, whether you agree with it or not. And Safety and you stabbing me with something that's not approved yet or two Ooh, different things. Was, so, okay, so I asked you if it was approved because I agree with people who are hesitant. As a matter of fact, you know, like um, my employer and other employers around here are not requiring it now. They do require influenza vaccine, even when it's only 6% effective. They require it. Right. It's a condition to work. But they're not requiring this because it's not FDA approved. Now, the minute that it is, I'm going to see dominoes falling where a lot of employers are now going to require it because of the huge loss of productivity and the huge loss. Because, listen, if you're an employer and the vaccine prevents, let's just say, I don't know, even 50 percent. This one's better than that, but 50 percent of symptomatic cases. Uh, and then, uh, and you're just not a healthcare employer, you're just a regular employer, right? And you got an FDA approved vaccine, and you've got a Delta variant that is so contagious that everybody is going who isn't vaccinated going probably get it at some point uh, because this thing is as contagious as um, oh god, well it's it's R naught is like anywhere between five and nine. I can see them requiring you to have it just from a productivity standpoint. Because even if you get it, you don't give it to anybody else. But if you test positive, you have to isolate. Right. You know, for 10 days. And so yes. you've lost that worker for that amount of time. And some people will walk out. I see that. But I see these employers are, you know, even though they're, they're um, uh, you know, dying for employees right now, requiring that. I see that happening the, the second that this thing gets FDA approved. See, I just see it so weird that all this time that the healthcare workers were essential employees. You're absolutely essential. You're needed. You're needed to save everybody's lives. Uh-huh. Now there's a vaccine and I, you say, I'm not going to take it. Then it's go after yourself. 
Yeah. You're, well, you're not that important now. You're going to be replaced. Well, I, I, I see what you're saying, but I, I think once it becomes FDA approved, then I, I can't imagine very many health systems aren't going to require this if they require influenza, too. I just don't see it. So uh, what I'm hoping is, I mean, I've seen I Am Legend, and I really hope that <laughs> we don't, you know, a year from now, this second, a new coronavirus comes around, we all get antibody-dependent enhancement, but we're not seeing it. That's the one concern that I'm really worried about, and that we're not seeing, or I'm not worried about it. I'm concerned, and I think it's a valid concern. And uh, But we've vaccinated a billion people now. Well, let's ask Echo. Echo? How many people have been vaccinated for COVID-19? According to the CDC, as of August 12, 2021, 2,540,000 people in Tennessee have been fully vaccinated for COVID-19, which is 36.7% of the population. (laughs) Additionally, 3,170,000 people in Tennessee have received at least one dose of a multi-dose vaccine. Echo, stop. I want to know. Echo. Can you just look it up? I'm sick of Echo. <laughs> what are you doing okay, over but, there? But what do you I'm need? Are, are you typing your dissertation? Say. Jesus but Christ. But I thought that we were supposed well, to be I having... You know, hey, herd... on him. I'm, a, I'm answering questions over here. I <laughs> thought we were supposed to have a herd humidity, herd humidity or whatever. At immunity. Yeah. That's Southern accent doesn't yeah. work with those words. But like at 58%. That was with Alpha Variant. Okay, but like I said, I've had my brain scrubbed three times. They came back positive, one negative. Yeah. Nobody told me if I would had Delta, if I had Alpha. Well, they won't. I'd... They won't. But you had Delta. How do you know? Because it's it's endemic now. I mean, the, the odds are you had Delta. It's like eighty ninety percent in your area Delta. And, but they're doing that epidemiolo- epidemiologically. See, those are big words again. Yeah. I've had five people this in the last two days that were not vaccinated with Delta. Um, it, it's saying right here. Well, how um, do they know? Now, wait a minute. How do they know it was Delta, though? I mean, listen, the way well, worse. the uh, way that they're doing this, they don't, they don't test you for Delta. They test you for SARS-CoV-2, and then the epidemiologists go and do population studies mm-hmm. to do the Delta because the, the treatment's the same. Right. So there's no reason for me to treat you and say, well, you have Delta. What we need to know is... Uh, we need to know it from an epidemiological standpoint. How contagious is this and what can we expect as far as numbers are concerned? But for you, it, because there's no difference in the treatment, and right now we don't know if there's a difference in the prognosis, no point in us investing in infrastructure so that I can test you as, a, as an individual for Delta variant. Does that make sense at all? Mm-hmm. Once again, I don't in other words, in, instead of, <laughs> no, instead of cut, you know, splitting hairs and decide if it's COVID one or Delta or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, as far as as far as worldwide vaccines, it looks like four point eight billion have been what? given. What? Well, four point eight have been given, but right. so that's, let's say two billion people 1. have 8, been actually 6, vaccinated. One point eight six are completely vaccinated. Okay, so two billion people we haven't seen, as to my knowledge, a single case of antibody dependent uh, enhancement, mm-hmm. and there's. Five other coronaviruses rolling around. So people have been exposed to those. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've had a common cold this winter, it's probably coronavirus. Okay. You know, one of the one of the quote-unquote good ones, even though they kill 10,000 people a year in this country. I would like to see us go to war against all these effing viruses. And, you know, common colds cause loss of productivity, too. Yes. <clears throat> and misery and stuff and cost billions of dollars. Let's just kill them all. Mm-hmm. But anyway... Um, so, 
yeah, anyway, I, that's all I have to say about it is, you know, you're my friend. You're still my friend. And I absolutely understand vaccine hesitancy with the people that are hesitant about it. But on the other hand, these uh, vaccines have been proven so far to be effective and as safe as they could be. They're not perfectly safe. Nothing is. Right. Wearing your seatbelt isn't perfectly safe. But uh, the benefits far outweigh the risks. So, and then, yes, I'm a libertarian, so you got to decide for yourself. Just not... I'm glad you didn't corrupt that poor girl. She was already completely corrupted. Mm-hmm. It sounds like yes. You know, if she's known. I wonder for if she was part of. That. I wonder if she was part of that group in Memphis that got busted for selling those. those well, we fake can't COVID well, cards. We can't say where anything about it because we we don't know where no, this it, happened. This is a different state. I don't want to get any. Corrupt or no, I don't want anybody getting in trouble. So. Hi, Di. Hi. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, I don't think if you did not or refuse to take the va- the vaccine, you should not accept the extra unemployment. You should give back your stimulus checks and anything that's been given out mm. from this. A I very think. conservative standpoint or uh, uh, viewpoint you can't have from both. the aging I think, supermodel. I like it. Mm-hmm. I think you ought to have a vaccine card to be able to vote. Well, you know, Robert Heinlein said that you shouldn't be able to vote unless you uh, had military service. That was his thing. But that's a whole different world we'd be living in in that situation. But, uh, yeah, okay, so let's explore that, Diane. So (laughs) I'm very interested in this. And I want to add to what you just said, Diane, because I had a... I was telling this lady this morning that was bitching about it and bitching about wearing a mask, you know, and how a mask doesn't work, and I corrected her and, and reminded her that if I were to sneeze in her face and blow snot in her face, she'd feel much better if I had a mask on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I was telling her. I well, said, ma- people say masks don't work. What they mean is they don't work 100% of the time, but we've right. we've gone over this. I'm not going to th- no, I'm not, I know, I, do it a I million know. times. No, it's me. I'm you're, You get to do your thing. I'm just say I don't want to go over it and over and over it from my standpoint but uh you know masks only have to work 10 percent of the time to take an r sub t down from 1.1 down to you know where we need it to be so and people who have listened to the show for a long time know what i'm talking about if you don't know what i'm talking about just google r naught and r sub t and you'll know but anyway so they can not work 90% of the time and still be very effective effective for yes. what we need them to yeah. do as far as a public health uh, uh, situation is concerned. But go ahead. No, I was just going to say that, that if um, people choose not to um, – to do this is it do you, do the insurance start doing what they do to smokers if you, if you choose to smoke your insurance you pay more insurance yeah if you choose not which which is that's, fine which which, which which that's is fine which is too. fine if you don't want to get your vaccines that's your choice that's your there's going to be a consequence but there's going to be some yes, consequences there because has to be. um if you smoke you choose and i tell people all the time i don't give a shit if you're a smoker or not you're an adult yeah if you don't right. do smoke yeah go, go fuck yourself yeah. that's fine but, but you know what <laughs> if you're going to do it realizing that you are at a higher risk for these certain things my employer charges uh, an extra hundred dollars if you yeah, smoke yeah and, and oh really I, yeah. and i don't know that that's a terrible idea to consider for some um in some certain some instances so what do you think your employer insurance? should charge for people who fake their uh, vaccine card <laughs> <laughs> they give them a raise for it's being, a real card I, I think, I, it's not a fake card they give no. them a raise for being in uh, you know kind ingenious. of a, ingenious. <laughs> 
<laughs> or for thinking, yeah, you know, I don't. But, that, how about, that's, how but that's just the, kind of piggybacking the, on I'm, what 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 the I'm, supermodel said. That's not an uh, a not an unlibertarian viewpoint either. Mm-hmm. That you have the right to choose things, sure. but there are consequences right. yeah, to yeah. those things. Right. You know, just one of them being you're at increased risk. Now, Stacy got COVID. We had a bad couple of days, but you were okay. Yeah. And yeah. the truth is, the vast majority of people who get the who get the virus will not die and the vast majority of people at least with the alpha variant we'll see with this delta variant won't get it but the people that aren't getting vaccinated can't work because these contractors are trying to get workers the workers won't get vaccinated so they're getting unemployment the contractors can't finish jobs nothing's getting done Mm -hmm. and restaurants restaurants and yeah yeah yeah, workers and can you take your mic and lift it up some just so that yeah there you go that'll be better yes that's way better thanks because i want to hear everything you say yeah, I, I have a, a friend of mine, and he's been on this show, and I'm not saying his name, but he, and he's still a friend of mine. But, you know, uh, he's still, to my knowledge, I haven't talked to him in a while, but last time I talked to him, he was still making more not working. And I, exactly. my, my kid got 12 bucks an hour washing dishes at Cracker Barrel mm-hmm. right. because they couldn't get anybody, and they were willing to pay an 18-year-old who'd never had a job before, eight, 12 bucks an hour to wash dishes. Right. Boy, oh boy, was Big Joe pissed off when she <laughs> found out that, that Liam was making more money washing dishes than she was working at the hospital. And yeah. they can pick their schedule because they need them so bad. Yep. This is a great time to go get a job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, that an entry-level job particularly, and they're paying better. And thank goodness that the government doesn't mandate uh, a minimum wage because the, um, because if they mandated it, these kids would be making a lot less than they are now. I remember my, when I made minimum wage of three seventy five an hour. I remember oh God, that. I, yeah, I do too. dude, I made a buck sixty five an hour. <laughs> and then and then when I worked in TV, I was making three sixty five an hour, and I got a raise when I became an audio engineer. I I got a raise to four dollars an hour, and the other guys on my crew were pissed as hell that I was making that much more money than they were. I drew one on. I'm 59 years old. I have drew, drawn one unemployment check, and it was for a dollar and 88 cents. <laughs> and I was ashamed of myself. <laughs> and I have never well, paid for an hour for something, or what was that it for? Dollar 88 cents. It was enough to buy a thing of red well, chewing tobacco. <laughs> there you go. And I've why, never why, drawn one since. Why even print it up? Like, <laughs> this is back in the early 80s, but still. And I just, I was ashamed of myself for doing it. It's weird, though, that now there's a moratorium on rent. You can't excuse somebody for paying, you can't for not paying the rent, right, but right. they're making more money on unemployment. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's, that's a I whole other argument. I got to stick okay. to the medical stuff. Okay. Jesus yeah. Christ. I start getting into this political We're gonna go down shit. The I'm going to get my head chopped off again but um mm-hmm. well, let's play bobby kelly making fun of it. oh yeah 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 oh so so you ran where you ran into bobby kelly in where lafayette louisiana and what was the club uh 413 i think was the name of it. it's okay. the double tree hotel just, okay yeah and bobby was down there hey yo hey steve look what i found at the show oh shit what's up buddy uh, we were talking about your character that we both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, oops. Uh, how do I stop? How do I pause this? 
I know it's a fancy. Oh, it's an shit. Apple phone. God damn it. Here, can you? Anyway, um, so yeah, <laughs> Bobby hates that. And when he calls me, I'll answer as the old country <laughs> woman. Well, what are what are you? Doing? He gets so mad. So I told Jim Norton, you know, the next time that you have me on Chip Chipperson's show, have Bobby on, right? And I'll put like like you know, I'll put a mop over my head, and I'll you know get these big thick glasses or whatever and black out one of my teeth, right? And I'll just come on as the old witter woman. And I'll just drive him crazy because one of her things is she gets all the sayings wrong. Right. So she'll go say stupid shit like, uh, well, uh, uh, see a penny, pick it up. All the day you'll have a bright, shiny penny. <laughs> and it just and, and it just it drives Bobby crazy. hates it. Oh. And I'll just get a bunch of those dumb aphorisms and I'll just mess them all up. For an hour and just drive him absolutely bad. Boy, shit. he is good on stage. Oh my God, he's the best. Holy shit, is he vicious? He's vile too, and that's what I love about him. He came here, and we had him at the Renaissance Center. Diane and I uh, did this, and uh, there should be a poster. Oh, that's right behind you. Yeah. April twenty third, twenty sixteen. Oh my God! Wow, that was five years ago. That was a long time. ago. I still got the neck banner from it. Yeah. Yeah, and I've got a, I still have a few left. I throw them in when somebody buys a thumb drive. <laughs> but um, he did the most blue show I could ever imagine anybody doing. And I think he just did it just to mess with me because, you know, my mother-in-law was in the audience. Kids. And, and it was. The at, blue monkeys? Yeah, the, right. Yeah. The, the cunnilingus monkeys and all this. I don't want to ruin any of his bits. But it was, it was vile. And, but it was so funny. And there were a lot of folk in there that just well we're just gonna go see a comedy show and had no clue what they were walking into and he can pick them out he he's like a damn lion with a bunch of gazelles he can pick out the ones that are kind of a little weak yes and just blast them and there were a couple of people in there but they loved him he's such a lovable guy yes it didn't matter that he was talking about flying you know cunnilingus monkeys in Upper East Tennessee at a place that used to be like a classroom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and uh, You can do that. <laughs> but he, they loved him. Yes. He got a standing ovation. They couldn't, they couldn't get enough of him. So that, it, he has a really incredible uh, knack at being vile and disgusting, but being lovable at the he, same he, time. He, pull, he pulled it right... I mean, you could just see it crashing. Yeah. And he could just pull it right out. Yeah, he's and amazing. He would just find he's else, amazing. He'd, he'd find somebody else and circle around him and just like a vulture and just start to dig into him. Yeah. And then pull it out right at the last minute before yeah. they got him to try to whip his ass. Yeah, he's just really, he's really, really good. So, anyway, if you ever get a chance to see Robert Kelly live, don't miss it. But anyway, all right. You want to answer some questions or something? Let's do it. Scott, you got anything over there? No, I'm just trying to keep Number up. Number one thing, don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. Oh, uh, speaking of Ron Bennington, we do have to talk about um, our friend uh, uh, Fez Marie Watley, a.k.a. Todd Hillier, who passed away tragically. And the thing is, um, he was such a sweet and lovely guy. And on that show, when it was Fez... Ron, 
Dave and Earl, there will never be a, a better show than that ever. Is and the the level of crazy that was in that room, at least on the air. Yes, was just I, I'll never forget him. I will miss him every day for the rest of my life. We didn't. We actually became a little bit closer after he left the show. And uh, we did some uh, a couple of things together. And uh, I tried to keep in touch with him. But it was hard to do. And um, But I talked to him just, I don't know, a month month or two ago. And he sounded okay, but he had like his 47th stent or something. And so, you, you know, knowing it's coming and knowing it's a natural part of life doesn't make it any easier to deal right. with. So, Fez, Fez Watley, you will be greatly missed by Absolutely. all your friends, family, and fans uh, for the longest time. And so, you know, he and GVAC are hanging out, and GVAC's playing, the, playing stupid guitar. Yeah, Rich Voss. Is, I mean, Rich Voss. I'm say Voss. Well, no. <laughs> I just looked up and saw that post over there. Look at his dicks. No. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. All right. Anyway. Um Enough of that. I'm gonna. I don't want to start crying on this show. So, Let's see. hey, Doctor Steve, it's Tom from Michigan. Hey, calling. Tom. I just wanted to thank you. Today, I received my first shot of the Pfizer vaccine. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Hey, Doctor Steve, it's no, Tom no, from no. Michigan wow. calling. Oh, wait. I just wanted to I just thank to play you. That again. Today, I received my first shot of the Pfizer vaccine. Give yourself a bill. Swore I would never do. <laughs> oh no, I, dude! I just pray to the good Lord above that you didn't do it because I talked about it, and now you have some horrible, you know, Guillain Barre syndrome or something. Listening to your podcast, oh no, you really explained it well how it works <laughs> and the low risk of the side effects, yeah. along with the frequency of them. I stand by that. I just wanted to call and I uh, wanted to appreciate or tell you I appreciate you. So. All right, Doctor Steve. All right, you know we got to get back. Thank you, man. Cool, and man. Good luck with good it, job. and uh, uh, proud of you. And uh, hope that uh, everything works out the way you wanted it to. <laughs> the um, I stand by that though. The the efficacy and the lows adverse effects they're not zero, and it's not a hundred percent. But uh, I want to get back to talking about dicks and nuts. I was talking to <laughs> yes. I talked to Greg <laughs> Hughes, the actor who played Opie on Opie and Anthony, and I talked to my friend Carl from WATP, and we were just chatting about stuff. And I told both of them, I am, this fucking virus has hijacked this show. We, yes. we used to just have fun taking tampons and, and getting women to shove them up their, you know, nether regions and then seeing if they blow anything on their... Uh, on their, Butt whistles. On their... Uh, uh, not on their butt whistles. <laughs> if they the blow anything on the breathalyzer. And then, yes, butt whistles. I just didn't want to conflate the two things. And he was we, taking a long oh, time. Right. And we, <laughs> we just used to have fun. And it's, this is no fun. You know, it just kind of sucks. And now, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Nobody, who invited you today anyway? Me. Me. And, um, Thanks, Dr. Scott. Uh, there you go. We need some hotness in here. <laughs> hey, let me, okay. But anyway. She is, you she mentioned Guillain Barre. I have a really good friend who was diagnosed with that about a year ago. Okay. I don't know anything about it. Okay. 
other than I'll way, tell you the about way it. he described it was like the insulation coming off of his nerves. Yeah, that's pretty much right. That's a, that's a good way to describe it. But uh, clinically what happens is it's called ascending neuritis, and you uh, you start off with weakness in your feet. You may get a little foot drop, and then you may have some trouble walking. And then if it ascends all the way up to the you know the muscles of respiration, now you can't breathe. And that's a that's a problem. So those people end up on an iron lung, which is now a plastic lung, which we call cuirass ventilation or uh, intubated. And then over time, it usually will descend. So it ascends and then it works its way back down. It may leave deficits. It may not. Now. During the swine flu of 1970 something, people got vaccinated. They got Guillain Barre syndrome. Well, guess what else gave people Guillain Barre syndrome that year? Influenza. So it's it is a um, it's a fact a, a result of the body's immune response to the influenza antigens, whether you get them through a vaccine or you get them from getting the virus, and you're risk still if you get the virus and then you get it you've got a double whammy chance of ending up in the hospital and dying at least if you get it from the vaccine it's just the single whammy but but anyway it sucks but it's you know the the incidence is extremely low i've only seen one case of vaccine or, or no sorry viral related i've never seen a case of vaccine related Guillain-Barre but i've seen one case of Vax, um, shit, a virus-related Guillain-Barre syndrome. I think his was from a kidney infection or something about his kidney. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there's lots of other things other than, you know, influenza and vaccines that can cause Guillain-Barre syndrome. And sometimes it just happens. You don't. You had an asymptomatic viral infection. You don't know about it. And then your body amounts this immune response, and it starts attacking your, you know, your nervous system. So, okay. but anyway, but All that's, right. yeah, that's Guillain-Barre syndrome. yeah. 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 Excellent question. I was going to say that, too. Were you? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I know. I'm sorry. I took your thought. It's okay. All right. This is one for Dr. Scott. I really wish stupid P.A. John had showed up today like he said he was going to, because I saved this one for him. But this one for you, Scott. Hi, Dr. Steve. Ooh. This is Casey. Hey, Casey. Um, I'm going in for torn rotator cuff surgery. Okay. I have to have it done on both shoulders. Of course, okay. we're going to do it one at a time. Okay. But I was wondering if there is anything I can do to the healing process instead of being out of work for four to six months. Uh, Love your show. ONA rocks and (laughs) listen to your show all the time. Hey, thanks, man. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for your support. So, Dr. Scott, he's saying... Six months for recovery from rotator cuff surgery. That seems a little long, unless he were an elite that's athlete. That's what I'll say, depending on what he's doing. You know, if he's working in some kind of job where he's got to do a lot of a lot of overhead stuff, lifting, maybe he works yeah. in a warehouse for somebody, um, then he may be out for a long time. A couple of things you can do just prior to surgery is exercise, strengthening the surrounding tissues, making sure you maintain a lot of flexibility in the shoulders. Yeah. Um, one of the one of the complications, Doctor Steve, as you know, though. Um, with rotator cuffs, if they're diabetic, they're going to have a whole lot more difficulty um, healing yeah. because of the um, the diabetes. Yeah. But if you if you're pretty healthy and you're pretty pretty strong and the surgery goes really well, as long as your your physical therapy depends on the surgery too. It, right? That's what I was going to say. It depends on what's torn and what they have to do. Yeah. Um, the anchors that they use, et cetera. And we don't, of course, we don't know those things, but. <clears throat> the hope is that the surgery goes extremely well, and the post-surgical care with the physical therapy yep. is going to be the key to getting you back 
into yep. the uh, game quicker. Yep. So there's not a lot of shortcuts to this, and but but you you need to ha- you need to do what your surgeon says, right? And your physical therapist says, and and, and hopefully that'll get you moving. Quicker. It really matters to so. It depends on your job and whether your job caused the problem. Right. Because if your job caused the problem, you're going to be on light duty. He's right for about four to oh, six sure. months. Of course. Yeah. And uh, now, if you're playing stupid disc golf, mm-hmm. and that's what caused your uh, your rotator cuff uh, injury, then just stop playing that stupid game. Or whatever. Sorry to the disc golf fans. That was a little judge. Well, it's it was, it's, it? it's because my buddy from because uh, he can't play it. It's my buddy. Oh. It's my buddy Logan good. Field. That's his thing. He plays yeah. disc golf. I'm just messing with him. But uh, but no, it, it's a it's a and it, he, and I'm pissed at him because he and his girlfriend were supposed to come to Chicago for the WATP live thing. And I ended up having to have Carl from WATP uh, raffle off my tickets because I had three extra tickets. So I, God knows who I'm going to be sitting with. <laughs> I have their names, but I don't know any. Um, hopefully they'll be cool. But anyway, oh, I'm, so sure I'm pissed it, at John. I'm so sure disc it, golf is stupid. At an event like that, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of really cool people. Really? Cool. I'm <laughs> pretty sure a lot of that are going to be out well, of How line. could they Well, I'm not. wearing my Doug Bell shirt, and you guys don't know who Doug Bell is. Yes, no. But he's no, but the, I think we've got a block of eight for whenever Creeps with Kids comes back. Oh, Creeps. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we got a block of eight, four and four. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, talk into the mic, though. When you hello. Say, oh, Jesus. <laughs> so anyway, but to, but to our friend, hey, stretch, strengthen <laughs> yeah. before, and then um, get yeah. back to it. And again, if, if, if you've got a job that's not heavily reliant on your shoulders, if you're, if you're on a computer or something, you'll be back a whole lot quicker. Yep. Yeah. Sounds good. Good luck, brother. All right. Yeah, man. All right, uh, let's do an ask question for once. Ooh, cool. Oh, yes. yes. Thank God. It's not a Hi, Dr. Man. Steve. Yeah. Hey, I was in the shower, and I was digging around back there, if you know what I mean, and I found... Wait a minute. Like, digging around back there, if I know, know what, what you mean. <laughs> hey, we need some, we How need do some you music. Know? We need was he mining for something? Yeah, we need music. We need some music. Okay, wait a minute. Where is And how music? does Steve know what he's doing in the well, shower? That's what I was wondering. Hmm. Okay, what are you mining for back there? Hi, Dr. Steve. There we go. That's hey, that's I was in the shower and I was digging around back there, if you know what I mean. Wink, and wink. And I found, like, a pea-sized, maybe a little smaller because it's my finger, um, like bubble or something. And I think this must be a hemorrhoid, but everything online says that that, you know, real fat guys. I'm not a real fat guy. What? Uh... <laughs> Well, what do you what do you think's in my in my butt there, Doctor Steve? Yeah, yeah, Doctor Steve, what's in his butt? <laughs> Guess what's in my butt? <laughs> so that'd be a cool game show. I think, I think I'd watch done that. that. I think Howard's done that. That's too bad because that'd be a good one. Um, so yeah, it's not just big fat guys. It's mostly people who are on this highly processed, low-fiber American diet. But aren't hemorrhoids painful? They don't have to be. Oh, no, okay. They can be painless. They're very painful when they clot off. Mm. And uh, I used to drive GVAC, who used to sit in your chair, and as you know, mm-hmm. and I would drive him crazy describing the procedure for removing 
um, a, a thrombosed external hemorrhoid because those those people come in. Uh, let's talk about what a hemorrhoid is, and then maybe if we have time, we'll get to thrombosed external hemorrhoid. But those those people are the most grateful people because they come in with pain ten out of ten. They leave pain free. But a hemorrhoid is just a varicose vein of your ass. And now, why do you get those? Because of pressure. The when you strain to stool then you will uh, increase the pressure in those veins. And if the vein wall fails, it will bloop out, and now you've got a hemorrhoid. They can be internal so that you would only feel them if they got so big that they would bloop out of your asshole. Or they could be external, which means you could feel them if you're just feeling around, digging around back there. So he probably just has an external hemorrhoid, and if it hasn't clotted off, it won't necessarily be painful. What's it look like if it's clotted? It's just bigger, and it looks like a giant engorged tick. Because I had to cut one of those off a friend of mine one day. Looks angry. Oh, my God. Looks angry, yeah. And you did it without anesthesia? Squirty red. Oh, yeah. And what? tell me what came out of it, because I know exactly well, what came out of it. Well, there was a white bubble that came out, like a little rock pearl-sized white. What? Yeah. I don't know. You, I, I cut you it. may have done like I squeezed a it cancer it biopsy. Squirted right out. <laughs> okay. I don't know that that she was a saved, hemorrhoid. She just saved and somebody's life. It, and they said it hurt <laughs> so go, bad. Dude. I'd say it did. Awesome. No, uh, what's inside a thrombosed external hemorrhoid is stuff that looks like red currant jelly. That's how they describe it. Clotty blood. Yeah, it's clotted blood. There was blood, too, but it wasn't clotty. It looks like currant jelly. And if anything white came out, it was probably an infected something or other. Mm, I saved her life. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Or like we said, it was colon, you know, rectal cancer, and you just did a biopsy. (laughs) Didn't bother to send it off. Exactly. <laughs> nope. But anyway, it's um, yeah. So Most likely a external hemorrhoid. But that's what. Yeah. yeah. And that's what, and so increase the amount of fiber in your diet. And I don't even think I have the Citrusel drop anymore. I think I got rid of it. Oh no, it's here. We haven't used it in forever. So, welcome back. Citrus Cell, which we have not mentioned yeah. in the longest time. Yeah. Thanks, COVID. Yeah. We, it used to be every show we did a yeah. question where we had to mention Citrus Cell. It's always poop. It's it, always yes, poop. because people are calling about poop problems and stuff. But um, Citrus Cell is a non digestible, soluble fiber, so it doesn't cause bloating and flatus and eructations, AKA belching. Uh, but it does increase the uh, fiber in your stool and therefore decrease the density and therefore decrease the amount of pressure that's required for you to to shit it out mm-hmm. should we give should we give him some other ideas in case it wasn't a hemorrhoid of course i mean maybe oh no he's got to get a check yeah as i say if he's if he is large he may have some skin tags or something yep. if he's diabetic now skin tags this just could I mean, be just old thing, yeah. external hemorrhoids that oh, have, yeah. have resolved and then you end up if you have a bunch of skin tags around the outside of your anus mm-hmm. it's either um, warts, anal warts, right on. or it's uh, old hemorrhoids. Yeah. But yeah, give him the other stuff, and then the we can talk about how they diagnose. At least, it. at least we know it's not COVID. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Do we know? You give yourself a bill. <laughs> so the um, what they will do is they'll put you on your side, put your knees up around your chest, lube up your um, your nether region. And then, oh, and hopefully, and hopefully, I know, I'm sorry. And hopefully, a finger. 
They'll lube up your nether region, and then they have this thing called an anoscope. Now, what an anoscope is? How do they give that name? Yeah, it's weird. I don't know how where the where that what the etymology of that that word is. It's a butt plug. It is kind of like a butt plug. It's a it's it's sort of like a pewter funnel looking thing. So it's tapered and rounded, and then you jam it in there, and then you pull this slot out. So now there's a slot in there. So you've got a funnel with a slot, and you can rotate the anoscope around, and if there are any hemorrhoids in there, they'll kind of bloop into that slot when it comes around. So if you've got a hemorrhoid at 3 o'clock, when the slot comes around around 2.30, 3 o'clock, it'll bloop right in there, and you can see it. So anoscopy is a real simple thing to do. There's no fiber optics. There's nothing. You just need a light and an anoscope. And uh, if they see it, if they're uh, proc- if they're a proctologist, they might band it right there. Otherwise, you know, they'll say, yeah, it's a hemorrhoid, and give you some uh, cream and stuff. And then if you need surgery down the road, they'll do it. So and, and the surgery is pretty simple. Or you can call me. Call, yes, oh yeah, just have Diane. Do it. I, I was looking the for the, the two finger <laughs> prostate exam. You know, do it yourself at home kit. Yeah, I bought it off Amazon. The advanced one's three fingers. Well, I'm that good of a friend that somebody that asked is a me pretty and good friend. I came running and chopped that, that is thing. A pretty off. damn good friend. Well, and on that note. Um, let's let's get out of here. You know, we can't forget Rob Sprantz, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teft, that Gould girl, Lewis Johnson, Paul Ofcharsky, T- Chowdy1008, Eric Nagel, the Port Charlotte whore, Lady Diagnosis, the Saratoga Skank, Roland Campos, Sister of Chris, Sam Roberts, She Who Owns Pigs and Snakes, Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Matt Kleinschmidt, Dale Dudley, Holly from the Gulf, Steve Tucci, Times Three, the great Rob Bartlett, Vicks Nether Fluids, uh, Casey's Wet T-Shirt, Carl's Deviated Septum, Bernie and Sid, Martha from Arkansas's Daughter, Ron Bennington, oh, I'm not taking this out of here, and Fez Watley, whose support of this show has never gone unappreciated. I mean, it's still true. Our you know, Absolutely. departed or no, he's staying in the damn outro. Absolutely. I don't know anybody gets this far anyway, but God. I mean, Fez was right there at the very beginning, all that stuff. I'm not taking him out just because he's gone. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel, SiriusXM. Channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, on demand, and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Stacy, you got any plugs? Nope. All right. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules and podcasts and other crap. If you want to plug that um, charity from your friend, maybe she'll start talking to you again. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, Do you it, remember what it was? Yes, yes, yes. Bugles Across America. Yes. Bugles Across America. Check it out. And then Bat Cole Foundation for Pediatric Cancer. And that's B-A-T-C-O-L-E, right? Yes. Bat Cole Foundation. Yeah. Send them all the money. Uh, Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine.